0: Hey there, everybody. I'm Ben. I'm sitting here with Clydette. And Loki. And Loki. Yeah, Loki's in Mommy's lap. Passed. Out.
1: Passed out. Yep. He's on some very strong drugs right now. For those of you that care, our son has got a little bit of a peg leg. He is behaving much like a pirate and limping.
2: Because
1: if it's not one thing, it's another. Correct. If it's not his allergies, it's his back leg. If it's not his back leg, it's his front leg. If it's not his front leg, it's his eyes. If it's not his eyes, it's his ears. If Mm -hmm. it's not his ears, it's his paws. It never stops. Yep. (laughs) But anyway, we are here as a family Mm -hmm. recording for the first time in dos weeks.
0: Mm -hmm. At least. At least, yeah.
1: Between the holidays, and we had a, a house guest we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Between all that, we haven't recorded. So today's Wednesday.
0: And what is everybody listening to?
1: Us. Talk.
0: Mm-hmm. On what podcast?
1: The things we tell each other.
0: Nice. That had a very soap opera feel to it. It
1: did. These mm-hmm. are the days of our lives. Mm-hmm. The things we tell each other. And you will hear some of ICE, like this. You're going to hear that, because Mm -hmm. Mama needs a glass of wine, Mm -hmm. because we've had a tumultuous couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and the only way I was going to sit down and actually unpack this stuff for the people was to do it a little blitz, blitz, blitz. Is there a plural there? I don't know. But I have a glass of Sauvignon, and you have a brand new, what?
0: Glass of uh, scotch.
1: It's a new scotch, Mm -hmm. though. I. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen you buy this.
0: No, this is brand new. It's delicious.
1: It's called Something Tears? Written Tears? What is it called?
0: Writer's Tears?
1: Writer's Tears. That's actually very appropriate. It's a good name, I think. Yeah, it's brilliant. Hmm. So here we are. Here we um, are. It is January 11th. And why don't you tell the folks... What's still happening in the over turf house?
0: Christmas. So Christmas. But is still here's up. the thing: like you keep saying, like we should take it down, we should take it down. But then you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to explain to you, like if it if it makes you sad or unhappy to take it down, there's no reason to take it down.
1: Well, let's let's just talk about a few facts, though. Sure. We are the only people in the
0: entire. No, that's not true. What? I went by, I drove by a house yesterday.
1: In the apartment complex? No,
0: not in the apartment complex. Okay, then
1: then that's, you interrupted a statement that is very much true. Okay. We're the only apartment that I've seen in the complex that Uh still has the tree. Now, out of respect for Santa, we have not turned on Santa on the porch because he came, Mm -hmm. he's gone, it is finished. But I've had the tree on mm-hmm. five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and pretty much as soon as the sun goes down at night. Have you seen anybody in the apartment complex? Mm-mm. No.
0: So we're. But I drove by a house yesterday that was fully decked out: lawn ornaments, lights, yeah, trees.
1: Here, here's what happens. Uh-huh. It's this is not a thing about a calendar. It's, it's an emotional response. Mm-hmm. So what will happen is I can't let it go. I can't let it go. I'm like, um, you know, the final scene of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Christmas is Jack mm-hmm. in the water. And I am on the, the little piece of wood that, you know, Kate Winslet is floating on.
0: Mm -hmm. You mean the plank that had plenty of room for him to get on That had
1: plenty of room for him to get on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't let you go. I can't let you go. And then a switch will flip and I'll be so grossed out. Yeah. Almost like a gluttony thing. Mm -hmm. Almost like a, wow, you ate too much.
2: (laughs) And I'll look around and
1: I'll be like, this is disgusting. This needs to stop. And then I'll get on to you about bringing the bins. And then I'll do a cleansing. Mm Mm-hmm. And whether we're in a house or an apartment, it doesn't matter where we've lived. As soon as Christmas comes down, we gain a thousand square feet. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fair to say? Mm -hmm. Like right now it's cozy. It's close knit. But let's be honest. We're like a concert up in here. Mm -hmm. We're like elbows up against the decorations. But as soon as it all comes down, it's like we upgrade to a whole new house or Mm -hmm. a whole new apartment. But it's it it just takes time. Like the switch hasn't flipped yet. I'm not grossed out yet. I'm annoyed, but I'm not like it's gotta come down now. Mm-hmm. And we're coming up on MLK Day weekend, so I have Monday off. I really should dedicate this time to taking it down. I don't I don't know which way it's gonna go. Cause Saturday I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna clean up a local park. Representing my company. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited about that because I get to go wear my company shirt and represent my company because I'm so proud of the company I work for. I, I just don't know if this is the right weekend. I mean, what are your, how are you feeling about, it's a lot. Like, we have a lot mm-hmm. of Christmas up. Like, it's at least 11 I, trunks.
0: I stand by what I said earlier. If it still makes you happy, keep it up.
1: Mm-hmm. It's still making me happy. Then let's keep it up. Yeah, but but it, but you you know it's it's got to come to an end at some point, like maybe. All right. Well, just like Christmas, we probably need to move on. <laughs> I want to talk to you about an incident that occurred last night between us. Yes. And we haven't really discussed this a lot. So you were working late. Uh-huh. I because. So I've never been pregnant and I, I unfortunately I I can never be pregnant but I do get cravings. Isn't it weird? Mm-hmm. Like I've never been pregnant. I can't get pregnant. Subject totally almost killed myself. So I'm just like proud that we can joke about it. But I get pregnant lady cravings. Mm-hmm. Okay? Last night while we you were at work, I had a craving for milk that was so bad that I honestly thought I could take a human's life.
2: Mhm
1: in exchange for a half a gallon of 1% or 2% milk. So I, ca- I text you, I'm like, do you got milk? And you're like, yeah, I got milk at the store. So you tell me you're gonna bring milk home. Mm-hmm. So And so kindly, you bring milk home. I ask you, are you hungry? And you're like, yeah, I could go for a bowl of cereal. This was like a late night cereal mm-hmm. thing, like almost a Seinfeld move. We were just digging the cereal. I pour us both a bowl of cereal with, you know, for me, it's got to be less because cereal fills me up fast. Pour in the milk. I serve you the bowl. We get into our nice cuddly bed with our little tiny cuddly man, I, our little cuddly Loki. I'm watching a murder show. You indulge me and let me watch the end of it. It's a really good murder show. It's a true story about a woman who killed her husband, hacked him up, and divided the body into suitcases. Who knew? Great story. Riveting. Mm-hmm. He totally deserved it, but that's for another podcast. I take one bite of this cereal and something was off the reservation. Mm -hmm. I immediately knew everything. (laughs) My spidey sense, my taste buds, my spiritual intuition, my clinical intuition, this milk is wrong. Mm -hmm. So I very stupidly If that's a word, say to you, does this taste bad to you? Now take it from here.
0: I was completely confused (laughs) (laughs) on why you were asking me this. So backstory for all of our listeners is I do not like milk.
1: Mm -mm. I Mm -mm.
2: like.
0: I shouldn't say I don't like it. You like me to
1: cook things with milk, right? I like it. You don't sit down and like big a big old glass,
0: like. I don't like the way it tastes by itself. You don't
1: like the texture?
0: I don't like the texture. The I don't smell. like the way it smells. <laughs> like, because I, I mean, I've had family members throughout my life, like, oh, does this milk smell bad? And I'm like, well, check the date first.
1: It if, always smells bad to you.
0: And I'm like, of course it smells bad. It's milk. It's milk. So, like, and you know this about me. Yeah, it like, always smells bad to you. I can't picture uh-huh. a time in our entire time that we've been together, maybe at the beginning. When we were, Before you really realize that, like, that oh, this Ben is, the is issue. Ben is really serious. He
1: hates milk. Yeah. Right.
0: We're like when you, young
1: love, you don't know these things.
0: Yeah. So like, I was like shocked that you were asking me if, if I thought the milk was bad.
1: I was obviously tired. Plus,
0: I'm always kind of ready for the milk to be bad, legitimately o- bad. You anyway, you
1: always think milk tastes spoiled.
0: Right. So like, you're telling me. So, like, I was looking at you, and I'm like. If she thinks Uh it's spoiled... She's asking me if this is spoiled. Like, that was like every red flag (laughs) in my brain popped up. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is go time. This milk is bad. But
1: here's what amazed me. (laughs) I took the one bite and I was like, no. Something's wrong. Yeah, Something's amiss. Right. So then I look to you (laughs) as my partner, my soulmate, my husband, Mm -hmm. either confirm... Or freaking deny. It's confirm or deny. And I look at you, and I got this, all I picture is this (laughs) face, and you've got your cereal bowl, which of course is a Christmas bowl, because as we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, Christmas is still up.
0: Lots of Christmas, folks.
1: Lots of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So you got the Christmas china. And I look at you, and I'm like, does it taste bad to you? And that's like asking someone who's colorblind, does this outfit match?
0: Right, right. So, so part of me panicked.
1: You did panic. Because you were Cause you,
0: like asking me. I'm like, oh, I got to be the one to make this decision now. And you had
1: already had a bite. I yep. had a bite. Yeah. But I, when we say bite, <laughs> we mean like a hawking bite of cereal with a big old ladle. We were using the ladle big Ladle of the big, the big spoons. spoons. Yeah. The soup spoons. Right. So... Then I say to myself, once you you can't help me, because once I realize, <laughs> why am I well, asking this, but you? But
0: there was part of me that was like, oh, so then what does bad milk taste like?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was kind of curious, mm-hmm. too.
1: So what happens next is <laughs> I decide I'm going to live on the edge. Yeah. I'm going to face danger. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be brave. I'm an army of one. I take another bite. Mm-hmm. Upon the second bite, I determine 100%, hands down, it's a lock. This shit is bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I panic. Yeah. Because now I've, I've ingested two large spoonfuls of what could be bad milk. Mm-hmm. And for those of you, I know this story gets old for you people. But because I had the weight loss surgery, I can't mess with bad food. The the little bit of stomach I Mm -hmm. have, I get sick 127 (laughs) times faster than a normal human being. So I take the second bite. Flag on the play. Mm -hmm. I I throw the flag down. I'm like, this is bad. We need to cease and desist. (laughs) Cease and desist. You and I both. At that point, did you feel... This is done. Like, I, she, she's given me all indications. I shall not proceed.
0: Right. right? Okay. A hundred percent. I mean, I was ready to... The, like, I took a little tiny, like, little...
1: The second one?
0: Just a little bit. Because I was like, oh, so, like, if she thinks this is bad, this is bad. And I'm like, <laughs> so then what's the difference? In my mind, you know what I mean? Like, I, so I'm kind of curious. Like, I knew that it was a, like risky decision to make Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i'm like okay like this is probably like my one chance to really know like what is the difference between like good milk and bad milk
1: so this right now (laughs) this right now sums up the risks that we're taking at our ages (laughs) like this is what we're doing now yeah like we're drinking what we think might be be better this is a risk for us yeah not the stock market right not surfing with sharks not like none of that we're simply taking our lives into our hands based off of honey bunches of oats and poorly bought store milk so mm-hmm. basically what happened was i stopped at the second bite Yep. i put that down immediately mm-hmm. i went out to the ki- i grabbed your bowl i grabbed my bowl right or you did
2: mm-hmm.
1: we put that in the disposal and we're like it is finished we're done
2: mm-hmm.
1: we both go back to bed and we look at each other and we were like, do we want something else to eat? Like, because we're in snack mode. Snack mode's interrupted right. by this possible dilemma. Mm-hmm. And both of us looked at each other and we're like, no, we're done. We're yeah,
0: done. we were pretty much done.
1: Yeah, because I I was feeling the grumbling. Mm-hmm. There were some butterflies. There was some... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, in side note, my stomach's been messed up all day today.
1: Yeah, you've been sick, which I wonder if you're still sick from the milk incident, but...
0: Or is it just something random?
1: I don't really know if we could call it random because, like, you you haven't felt well since we did this experiment. Mm-hmm. So I think it's pretty fair to say the experiment yeah. was a fail.
0: But I, what's interesting to me, though, is I would say out of the two of us, I had less.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So now I'm wondering, like, is it uh, partly psychosomatic because I'm already hyper-alert of milk. This Although, can we say I'm hyper-alert if I just go into it basically assuming it's bad anyway?
1: Yeah. I. But I do think there might be some of it that is psychosomatic because it's just like when you find out a friend of yours has had lice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You start itching your head and you're convinced you have lice. The minute we both determined that milk was bad, I immediately got nauseous. (laughs)
2: 100%.
1: Like, the nausea came on to me faster than, like, I don't know. It was so fast. I was like, I'm nauseous. My head is spinning. But anyway, we ended up not eating anything else. Nope. But then we go to sleep, and I lay there. Mm
2: -hmm. And I'm,
1: like, just telling myself... I'm going to throw up. Like,
2: <laughs> this is
1: going to happen. And so I, like, prepared myself mentally, spiritually, and emotionally that yep. I was going to throw up. But th- but this is the kind of stuff, like, I don't think people understand. This is, this is what happens to married people. Like, you get, you get to the point in your life where, like, you bounce things off of each other in this weird way. Mm-hmm. And each of you has a different perspective. But we just know milk is just, it's not a subject where you and I can actually join each other on. Mm -hmm. Like when we have Oreos, and then this is the last thing I'm going to (laughs) say, because we need to, you know, we need to move on from milk. But I'll pour, I'll get a glass of like a coffee cup of milk, dunk my Oreos, and I'll drink the milk. When you're done with Oreos, there is the same amount of milk, which I don't... Scientifically, I don't know how this
2: happens.
1: (laughs) You've dunked. Oh, yes. And your Oreos have soaked up milk and saturated full of milk. But somehow, you always throw away the same amount of milk that you began with. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the feeding of the 5,000. It's (laughs) almost like the parable. You actually make more milk
2: Mm -hmm.
1: when you take milk. Somehow, I don't know, but the milk... It, it, it like breeds. Whereas me, I will down it. I mean, I love the feeling of it. I love the taste of it. I love it. Hot cocoa. Yeah, you, you just don't like it. Anywho, this leads us to a different topic that Mm -hmm. is actually still attached to this topic. Mm -hmm. So you and I, we went out to lunch today, even though you still were feeling your stomach was still not feeling right. Um, I wasn't feeling great, but we went out to lunch. We went to our favorite spot on the water with mm-hmm. all the yachts, and we noticed a couple that was like, they were the age to where they probably could tell us who actually wrote and lied about stuff put in the Bible. Like, mm. they were that old.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
1: what did we notice about them? Well, they were sitting at the table across from us.
0: That they weren't really talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me like I need to say more there?
1: Well, that's ironic because (laughs) that's ironic because isn't it ironic Um, because I've noticed this now that we're around a predominantly retired community. Yep. Every time you and I go to a restaurant, whether it's fancy or semi-fancy, whatever, we've noticed we're always around a lot of elderly people. And I keep saying to you, nobody's talking. Nobody's talking. They're Mm -hmm. not saying a word to each other. So here are the questions I have for you. Number one. (laughs) All right, let me look at my notes. Have they run out of things to say to each other in the course of their relationship?
0: I don't... Is run out of the right term? Okay, well... Or... Or, like, they just know... Because there are times where, like, you and I will, like, see something happen, and we'll just give each other a look. Like, we don't even need to talk about this. I know what you think about it, and you know what I think about it. Yeah, we do that a lot. So is it just a grander version of that?
1: Like, a more mature version of, like we'll see somebody that's a jackass and mm-hmm. we'll just look at each other. We're like, yeah, that's a douche. That's a jackass. And we won't really say anything because we don't need to say anything. We just know that that person's a jackass. Is, have they arrived to the fact where simply it's just looking at each other and communicating via eyes, mm-hmm. via... Or have they... Because I'll be honest with you. Even as a therapist, <laughs> I'm leaning towards they've run out of things to talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. But is that a bad thing?
1: Well, you tell me. I mean, we're 15, almost 16 years into this.
0: See, I was actually talking about this with somebody the other day. Excuse me? About, like, our relationship being, (laughs)
1: like,
0: like, I don't understand couples that don't want to spend time together.
2: Mm. So, like, you hear,
0: like, men and women all the time talking about, like, oh, like, yeah, I need to go do this and, like. We need, like, I need to go hang out with the bros or, you know, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that. I'm like,
1: I need girl time.
0: Like, yeah, like, all these things, like, they can't wait to get away from their significant other. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Or, like, are we just that lucky where we married our best friends?
1: Well, Is, all, like, is that all not hidden, a common thing? All kidding Meaning, aside. Yeah. yeah. I do believe... That because the foundation of our relationship was friendship
0: mhm yeah but if you're saying that you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody
2: mhm
0: then like why you like obviously you wanted to spend time with them like why are you spending so much effort now and then not spending time with them I've never I've never really understood that
1: oh you mean once they're together they're married they've sealed the deal and then all of a sudden they're looking for reasons to get away from the person mhm yeah well like this is one thing that's always been weird for you and me I've always tried to encourage you to like branch out right go make guy friends go Mm -hmm. do this stuff but you what do you always say to me because I'm not even going to repeat it I want you to say it
0: I want to spend time with you my best friend you do you say this
1: all the time but I all the and you've got to understand I'm not just saying this as a woman I, I like as a clinician I all the time try to encourage you, Mm -hmm. go make friends, go hang out with the bros, go do whatever. But like you constantly, even though I give you the full blessing, I'm Mm -hmm. like, go, go and be fruitful. Go multiply with your friends. I don't give a shit. Like go do man shit. Like Mm -hmm. you still will say to me without any force, without any guilt, I just would rather be with you.
0: Right. Right. Or like you go do it with me.
1: Yeah, that's another thing you do. Mm -hmm. So like with the gym, you're constantly (laughs) wanting me to go to the gym. But I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym because I don't work. I don't work out in a room with sweat on the walls, dirty equipment, wannabe people, women in half their clothes just there to find hookups. I want to go with nature. I live in Florida. Mm -hmm. I get to work out now with nature. I get to look at green things and water and snakes and alligators and bears. Oh, my. You're in a gym and you're looking at a friggin' wall and people with liposuction. Like, I, I, I have no desire to go to the gym and work out with, like... Like, peep, there's people there. There's like a lot of people at the gym. Mm-hmm. My whole life as a therapist now is people. I don't, I don't want to go anyway. All right, we're getting off subject here. Um, here's my, let's just ask. I, I have two more questions okay. for you. I'm listening. So in the same vein of about these elder couples that we've noticed they don't talk to each other. Question number two. Are they just over each other? Ben, are they just over each other? Answer.
0: Well, I don't know if we can know the answer to that without talking to them. All
1: right, don't get philosophical. Well, no, okay. I, I'm just asking you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> are they just over each other? Is there a chance that these people we see, they're not talking over these meals. They order their food and they're like, Hur-hur. They just grunt at each other. And like, eh. And then one is like, let's get the check. And then the other one's like, let's go. You got the card for the car. Like, are they just over it? Are they just or, like...
0: Here's a side question for you. Is it that they can't hear each other?
1: Mmm. Mmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean... <laughs> all right. Maybe they can't hear each other. All right, final question. Mm-hmm. And this is serious. It's going to sound like I'm being sarcastic, but okay. this is serious. Are they just tired? Mm-hmm. Are they just friggin... Tired, Mm -hmm. Like, are they just like, I've lived my life. We raised kids. We bought a house. We got a mortgage. We suffered through life. We have debt. We're retired. We're in Sarasota, Florida. We're eating on the water. Let's just shut the fuck up. Like, is it Mm -hmm. that? Is it Mm -hmm. just like, sorry for the F word, but I'm just being real here. Are they just tired? Could be.
0: I resonate with that one.
1: Are you tired right now? Like I'm kind of ti- tired. I'm not in tired your of- life or in this day.
0: Just I'm tired in this day. Okay. Well, I mean, the cab last couple weeks we've had, Ugh. they've been a little exhausting.
1: My God, mm-hmm. car stolen.
0: <laughs> new jobs. New
1: jobs. Adjusting
0: to new schedules. Adjusting
1: new schedules. Nobody
0: wants to work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Lost my best friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Lots of shit has just happened in the overture. Loki's injured again. But, you know, like, that's why I posted that picture of this, and the caption said, we're immortal. Because right. I really do feel like, like, at this point, there's, like, really a few things that could happen. Like, cancer is about all, and I don't want to bring it on us, but, like, seriously, like, there's only, like, terminal illness is, like, mm-hmm. the last thing that could pop. Our car's stolen. How many years have we talked? We're like, whoop, we've never had our car stolen. Boom, poof, the genie came, stole our car. Yep. Like, and the police oh, they can't wait to solve this crime mm-hmm. they can't wait to fill out the police report they're so happy to help us they're like don't call us we'll call you the police are acting right now like every guy I ever met when I was in high school <laughs> like I don't know who you are Yep. I don't give a shit about you I hope you die on that note mm-hmm. that positive note We'll take a break because the second half of today's podcast gets a little heavy, it gets mm-hmm. a little serious. it gets a little it's emotional the topic that we're going to discuss in the second half of this podcast and i'm i'm like I'm seriously excited about it. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I'm seriously excited about it, but um
0: well, I think you should introduce the segment. We'll go to break, and then we'll we'll go right into that segment.
1: Well, yeah. Before we do all that, like the fin, the like the the whole thing about introducing all that shit, just like back to what I was saying about the elderly people.
2: <laughs> okay. Like
1: when we are out, mm-hmm. like today, even when we were out, and we noticed the elderly people not talking. We were like still laughing. We were giggling. Mm-hmm. We had things to talk about. We were talking about my job and the awesomeness that is my job. The, the amazing work that I'm doing as a clinical supervisor. You're doing amazing things as, as someone who's training young people to be one to manage um, one day to be able to manage stores that do retail, which is a very sacred religion. Like... <laughs> retail is a sacred religion so you're doing that your hours kind of stink right now but that's temporary like we have stuff to still talk about like Mm -hmm. so are we going to become these people is basically like what i want to kind of tease out
0: i look forward to finding out
1: wow that's so obnoxiously hallmark of you
0: oh i thought that was pretty good it's
1: very sweet of you all right, so I'm, I'm done with you. Uh, but I
0: think, no, you had an interesting point earlier, though.
1: Wait, what?
0: That there's no way we could turn out that way.
1: Mm, mm. <laughs> no, this is what happened. We noticed that couple not talking to each other, and I yep. turned to you, and I said, you do know that you're so screwed, because no matter how old I get, There's always going to be shit to say. It's not like I'm ever going to be sitting there like, "Oh, let's get some iced tea, (laughs) Ben." It's always going to be I'm going to have to commentate on some shit going on around us. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm 107 years old, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have to be like, "Look at that idiot! Mm -hmm. Like, look at her being rude! Like, you know." So I hate to say it, like, if you're looking forward to like a retirement time where we're elderly. And we're just sitting there looking at each other the way this couple was today, not talking. They were sharing food, which was adorable, but they mm-hmm. were not speaking. At no point did these two human beings exchange one friggin' word. The only speech that was happened was to the server. Right. They did not talk to each other. I just need you to know, moving forward, you you got to know right now. There's no way I'm going to be like 97 and not bitching about something, <laughs> talking about something, mocking something, being mm-hmm. sarcastic about something, or giving you shit about something. Like, just so you know, okay, that's there's no way. Noted. So I need you to decide: yes, no, maybe. Check a box. Are you up for that?
0: I'm ready. Okay, Let's you're do it. ready.
1: So now that I've gotten your consent mm-hmm. on our future, I want to say I'm going to talk about the next segment briefly. We had our sweetest friend ever, Loki's godmother, and yes, she is Loki's godmother, April came and stayed with us during her holiday break, and we decided we were going to record a podcast. Now, unfortunately, we decided to record with her when she was like ill, and she was like coughing, and she had problems. So, we we got a lot of the interview done, but there is a very profound segment of the interview that we wanted to share with you folks. So our second part of our podcast, we really we we listened, we edited, and we were like all this is awesome, talking about April and I rocking at the seminary, awesome. April talking about what it was like to live with me at the seminary, awesome. But the part that we're going to feature in the second part of today's episode Absolutely, it just gives me chills just thinking about it right now. So we'll take a break, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to share with you what April brought to the table when she joined the things we tell each other.
0: And what's the advertisement then?
1: It'll be. Did you hear that? How are we picking up dogs? I don't (laughs) even. Do you hear the dogs outside? Like I don't even hear the dogs. I only hear them in the mic. Um, we're gonna do Jesus Christ. It's like the fu- it's like howling out there. We're gonna do a commercial on the people that <laughs> I, can't, I can't. All I hear is the dogs. I can't take it over. I can't
0: for anchor. You, you go. We love anchor.
1: We love anchor.
0: Are we keeping you? Uh, for the ad read Or mm. do I need to re-record it
1: Well here's what hurt my feelings All, all, <laughs> all two of my feelings April heard me do my commercial And said uh-huh. yeah I don't like it It's not as good as Ben's
0: Ben, I think it's way better than mine
1: But mine is intentionally scripted Mine is intentionally like, Hi folks This is Clydette Advertising anchor I was intentionally behaving that way her point was, when you do the commercial for Anchor, it's more natural. To be honest with you, I just think she likes you better than me, and this was her way of expressing that. Mm. But if I was to sit down and really take a hard look at your commercial and my commercial, I'm going to be honest. I like your commercial every single day of the week, twice on Sunday, mm. compared to mine. Because mine is a little, like, you can hear the sarcasm, like, no offense, Anchor, but like, you're asking me to do a commercial for you, bad choice. People make bad choices. Anchor, don't let me do it. You need to do the commercials because you
0: sound so... I like yours way better.
1: But you sound so sincere, Ben. Me, I'm just like, (laughs) I'm dialing it in. I'm like, Anchor, please let us have this podcast, you sons of bitches. where You're real natural. Uh Uh-huh. Anyhow. It doesn't
0: feel natural to me, but sure.
1: But Ben, I love it. It sounds good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm attracted to you when you do the commercial. Okay. Well, in that All case,
0: right. I'm gonna do the commercial All again. I right, do
1: the commercials because you might just get a girlfriend out of it.
0: Me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. And we're back. So we decided during the commercial break, because you know us, we always make sure that this is this is super scripted out super professional mm-hmm. we plan every detail so April was kind enough to offer asking us some questions
1: instead of us grilling her about about
0: her religion, religion and God and mm-hmm. the world and
3: no I'm gonna grill you about your beliefs
0: oh, oh wow, interesting. that's awesome okay that's and great. we're done folks and we're done Peace no out.
1: just kidding <laughs> this concludes this podcast. <laughs> All right, no, we're open.
3: We're now. The- I just want to know, like, I was, I was, I don't know what the right word, but like, I guess I was amazed when you guys asked me to come down here to take care of Loki in in the fall of twenty twenty one. And we're willing to, to pay for my flight. And so and just like when I come here, the kindness and, and the compassion, like everything everything's cared for. Like so like like my kindness and compassion comes out of my faith. So I'm curious like mm. where does a non believer's kindness and compassion come from?
0: Ooh, can I please answer this one? Yes,
1: you go first. <laughs>
0: So, believe it or not, folks, not being in Christianity, you can still be a kind person.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I know it's a crazy thought, but the really fun, and I really do mean this, the fun part of not being a part of a religion or subscribing to a higher power that guides your kindness, when you make a decision to, to do an act of kindness or be a good person like you're the one that made that decision. It's very freeing, it's very empowering. Um, I think it comes from a, a better place, but that's just my personal viewpoint on that.
1: Well, teasing that out a little bit, I, when I was a Christian and I wanted to do kind things or loving things, in my mind it was always to impress God. It was always to make him proud. Because God was the father I never had on earth. Mm. So everything I wanted my dad to notice, instead of putting me down and cursing at me and calling me names, and my mom never noticing because she was so clinically depressed, because she was married to a pastor who hated life and was depressed. I always wanted to make Father God proud, because in my mind, if God... Is noticing me doing great things. Someone's gonna love me. Someone's gonna be there for me. And the awesome part is I won't go to hell because my upbringing was always focused on you're gonna go to hell or you're gonna be left behind. You're gonna go to hell or you're gonna be left behind. Doing things now out of the goodness of my heart, whether it's get, making an extravagant meal for friends, giving gifts, listening to someone who's sad. Um, stopping like on the way down today when I walked down to my friend's house I stopped at the homeless encampment there and asked him if he needed anything and he, he didn't need anything All of that is just because it's who I am But it's separate of the religion I used to serve It's, it's who I am innately I've always been this person it, it, But when I was a Christian I felt like I had to do these things to impress God or to stay out of hell now i just do them because let's be honest it makes us feel good when we're kind it, it i learned this from my friends in recovery and drug recovery i got into a debate once with a lifelong heroin addict who was in recovery for many years he's like let's be honest when we do nice things it's self-centered And i got so pissed i'm like how can you say that and he's like because you feel good and i had to really look at myself I feel amazing when I make you a meal. I feel amazing when I wrap a gift and curl the ribbon. I feel amazing when I talk to homeless people and offer them food. I, it's, it's the only time I'm not thinking about suicidal ideation, infertility, loss, grief, sadness. So what motivates me to be a good person has nothing to do with a deity or winning an award or securing my place at the right hand of God. It's just because it makes me feel alive. Like being kind makes me feel alive. I mean, that's the best way to answer that. I'm not motivated by a reward. I'm not motivated by, you know, being a good Christian, being a great steward of faith. I'm just motivated by that made somebody happy. When I pay it forward, people get happy. And happiness is very sacred right now. This world is very unhappy. We're either pissed off about COVID or we're pissed off about inflation or we're pissed off about politics. We're pissed off about whatever. I just like making people feel good. It has
3: nothing to do with a deity. Is that foreign to you? No, like I agree with all that and feel the same way. But the additive is that I feel like It comes from my belief system, but I also think it's also part of who I am. So,
1: I would be willing to wager, which would be very, like, maybe make you feel uncomfortable, but you are innately a good and kind human being. Yes. Yes. And even if you went down our same path and you separated from your faith... I challenge you to believe, though, and to to consider just for one moment in time, you would still be a good person. Like right. people think, you leaving faith, you become a bad person because atheism, well, agnostic, like- Buddhist, it's meant with this concept that I be I become a pagan,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a bad person. Go
0: right. ahead. Well, no, the religion wants you to believe that anybody not part of their religion is a bad person, quote unquote.
1: My problem Some religion.
0: I no, I would say all religion. Yeah, all because, religion think is based about on it. the idea of coming together for a common goal. If you're not part of that goal, then you're, you're out right. of the fold. You're not part of them. You're the enemy.
3: You're the enemy.
1: Or you're representing like I'll never forget my last job in Pennsylvania when I was doing outpatient therapy and the, the person across from me in the office was not only a devout Christian, but somebody you and I went to seminary with. And one day she and I started to have a conversation about why I would left the faith. And she was like really challenging me on like, well, you know, who, who are you today and how do you do all this stuff? And when I started to tell her that I still do everything I did when you knew me in seminary. I just, the motivation is different. I'm not doing it to impress a God or impress his believers. I'm doing it because it feels good and it's who I am. Like, I was born this way. Mm. It, it has nothing to do with religion.
0: All right, everybody, we're back. Um, I hope that you enjoyed that little segment. I, we do have some thoughts that we'd like to add to it, though, right? That we were kind of talking about after the fact.
1: Yes, we were, we were very, um, and I'm not being funny, mm-hmm. we were very blessed, because non-believers can be blessed, we were very blessed that April was here, she agreed to do the podcast, and you all heard her question that she had for us about, what is the origin, if not the belief in God in the of Christianity, what motivates us to be good people, if you will? Right. After April asked us that, you and I were, and just gonna be honest with the people, we, because a lot of our cool conversations happen when we're just laying in, in bed looking at each other, just laying on our sides, Loki between us, we're looking at each other. You said something so beautifully profound to me mm-hmm. about why you get frustrated that people think... That, or rather, excuse me, people don't understand why we're good people. Right. Because we're no longer identified by the label of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Could you please share with the people what you said to me? Because it was so beautiful.
0: Yeah. I mean, as a non-believer, we have to actually show up. We don't have the thoughts and prayers to fall back on. Word. Right? I mean, so like... And, and I don't want to – I mean, I guess I am sort of trash-talking a little bit in the sense that growing up, my father struggled with a lot of things and legitimately needed help, and he got thoughts and prayers a lot, mm. right? So as a child, I would witness this, and I'm like, but no, he's asking for some like actual support. Like, let's give him that. Mm. Or even in our own lives. Like, no, mm-hmm. we're actually asking for support. We're asking for a – like. A hand moving. A baby. Or we're asking for... Right, like we we're asking... We can't
1: get pregnant.
0: Right. We're asking for actual support. Like, thoughts and prayers doesn't really mean a whole lot. It does When you actually physically need something. So, as a non-believer, we don't have that to fall back on. Meaning, somebody's asked me for help, I'll, I'll pray about it. That meaning to me, I'm not going to do a thing. I'm right? going to
1: say some words to the right. sky. We're
0: like... We either have, like, we have to be honest. We have to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Or, yeah, of course, we'll give you a hand. So, like, we have to be more honest, sincere.
1: Forthright.
0: Right. We have to be more true to ourselves than somebody that has a religion to fall back on.
1: Yeah, because the idea of thoughts and prayers, the comedian Anthony Jeselnik, Mm -hmm. I posted this clip and he he literally says thoughts and prayers to say that to people is so much bullshit mm-hmm. because his theory is look at me
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't forget wow. about me
0: you sound just don't I sound like, him, just right like there.
1: him don't forget about me there's a lot going on in the world but look at me i'm right. so sad mm-hmm. oh the shooting in aurora look at me mm-hmm. and i see it All the time with my friends, all the time. Something will happen like our amazing, beautiful human being, Damar, Mm -hmm. dies on the field during a Bills game. Thoughts and prayers. Right. Let's not recognize that there was an entire staff that immediately began CPR. Mm -hmm. The lowest paid people on the roster threw the mask off and began doing chest compressions. It was not thoughts and prayers that saved DeMar Hamlin's life. Mm -hmm. It was action, human intervention. It wasn't God. It wasn't Jesus. It wasn't thoughts and prayers. What pisses me off is I'm so sick and tired of the past that people get When they throw up this bullshit of thoughts and prayers. Right. Now, yes, we're supposed to be not ramming on religion during this new improved brand, this new improved podcast. But having April come on Mm -hmm. and she asked us, I don't understand. What's your motivation for being kind? Mm -hmm. Because in her world, and I respect this. She believes her motivation for doing good, paying it forward, being mm-hmm. kind, is her belief system. Right. No, we don't have that to fall back on.
0: Right, right. We have to be more genuine in a sense. Yes. Right.
1: When someone needs something from us, we sh- we have to show up. Right. We don't or- get to simply say... We're we're sending you good prayers.
0: Or we have to be brutally honest. And like, I had a guy ask for, asking for me for money yesterday. And I mean, he's a veteran. He asked for money. I don't got it, man. I don't. I don't have the cash. Mm. Mm. You know. You know what I mean? Like, I I have mm. to be honest with him and say, no, I don't have cash to give you money. And he seemed disappointed by that. But you know, it's almost like if I would have told him, like, oh, I'll pray for you, maybe that would have been. Better, or oh. it would have been better for me. Oh, I
1: absolutely know. You know what I mean. I absolutely, but this movement, I kind of want to, you know, talk about this. You and I were watching. We were at Disney, mm-hmm. and and we, we watched that happen. We got
0: back to the room, just like I turned the TV on because I knew the game was on, and I turned the TV on. It must have been
1: seconds, like
0: literally just after it, because they were still showing the replay. That's how fresh it was and they so it was before they stopped cuz there was like a couple minutes in where they stopped just like playing the replay of him falling falling right so
1: here here's the thing you know a lot of people don't know this but when i was deployed in Iraq i watched a 24 year old man drop dead from mm-hmm. a heart attack he was on a run and he dropped dead in front of me. When he fell to the ground during that game, I turned to you and I said, he is dead. Yep. He is dead. And the reason that they're staying on the field is they don't have a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. When they put him in the ambulance and they slowly drove off the field, I turned to you and I said, he's dead.
0: Yeah, we thought he was dead.
1: He's dead. And now what they're doing is PR the legal team the mm-hmm. nfl they're all rallying how to spin this narrative mm-hmm. now
0: and then lo and behold he like he made it
1: and and here's the thing though i respect that he is a believer right. it is a well-known <clears throat> fact that this player god love him for lack of a better term <laughs> is a believer yep he has been very forthright about his belief that he is a Christian. He, he always uses the black paint that is used usually to prevent shadows mm-hmm. within the arena. We used it in, the, in combat to do the same thing, to camouflage our faces, to prevent a reflection. He always had the crosses on his eyes. Mm-hmm. I love you, Damar man. I love that you're a believer, but I need to just say this. Thoughts and prayers might have carried your family through the trauma, but it was man who saved your life. Right. It was science. Mm-hmm. It was CPR. Right. It was a defibrillator. It was an ER. It was a constant flow of doctors. Mm-hmm. It was the humans that pounded on your chest for not nine, not ten, but 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. This man was clinically dead when he was driven off the field. And he died again at the hospital. Mm-hmm. If you all want to believe that it was your God that brought him back, awesome. Right. I also believe I would also in say... fairies. I also believe in um, wizards. Right. I, I would love to think that unicorns are frolicking somewhere in a field, but it was science that saved his life.
0: Yep. But isn't interesting, like, God... Like he survived, so mm-hmm. God gets a free pass for letting him die, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that like so if God can bring you back to life like that, like why is he letting you like, Why why didn't he let it happen to begin with? Here's anyway, another that's point another.
1: But here's another point that my chiropractor made and I wasn't happy about it. I'm sitting there trying to get an adjustment to relax. And he says to me, Clyde, you know what you know what's kinda of irritating to me about this whole story? Do you know how many people die in the stands at NFL games throughout the year? And I was like, no, I don't know. He goes, it's a ton of people who drop dead in the stands watching a live football game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody ever knows their names. Nobody ever knows their stories. He dropped dead on live television And he united a country. And I do love this. Mm -hmm. For just a moment in time, we put aside this horrific hate Mm -hmm. that was breeded out of the 2016 campaign Mm -hmm. that turned everybody against each other. Democrat against Republican. Trumper against Biden supporter conservative against liberal for just a moment in time for days the united states of america and dare i say the world united around the fact that we were praying for number 3 right how sad is it to me that that's what it took for us to recognize the suffering of humanity
2: mm-hmm. that
1: this is what makes me sad People die every day. People lose their life every day. People are without food, without water, without shelter. Mm -hmm. People's children die. People's spouses die. People lose everything every day. But because on national television, this beautiful young man dropped to the ground, which was horrific to watch. Mm -hmm. We all rallied around this one concept. Let's pray for him. Let's bring number three back. And I am so happy. I want that to be said loud and clear. This man has been released from the hospital. He oh, came. has he?
0: Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't yes. know that.
1: So we know the first thing was he finally he gets off the vent, which mm-hmm. was in a remarkable because they thought he was brain dead. Right. He gets off the vent. He's talking to his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. First question this guy asks, who won the game? Yep. And the doctors say, you won the game, the game of life. And I just bawled when I read that. Mm-hmm. I mean no disrespect to DeMar's religion or to his family's religion. I mean no disrespect. But what pisses me off is it was the assistant, not the head trainer.
0: Well, but you could even see in the moment. Sorry to interrupt. But, like, because wa- we watched we watched the whole, like, live. We knew they the were counted on
1: his chest because of you being a combat medic. Right. We knew.
0: So, like, the... But the coverage that they were trying to fill the silence with mm. on TV mm. was awful. Mm-mm. And you could tell that, like, they knew that they needed... <clears throat> excuse me. They knew they needed to say the words.
1: Say something.
0: Thoughts and prayers, right? Something. But you could tell. Like, as this man has, is being given chest compressions on the field by trained minutes. professionals, mm-hmm. the thoughts and prayers felt very disingenuous. Yes. Right? Yes. So, like... Even in that moment, it's like, you know you're supposed to, like, you're supposed to, quote unquote, say these words, but you just, you just know that, like, when a man is fighting for his life, it does not feel very fulfilling.
1: But Ben, I saw it every day as a therapist. Mm-hmm. They're starving. We'll pray for you.
0: Right. She's being right.
1: beaten to death by her husband. We'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts are with you. Mm-hmm. They're homeless they've been kicked out of their house we'll pray for you right it doesn't mean jack shit yep i understand prayer meditation that's about you bro Mm -hmm. that's about your experience when i'm in meditation which i do do
0: which controversial thought that's what prayer is
1: is meditation. Mm-hmm. That's about No me. Christian
0: ever will actually admit to that. No, <laughs> it's
1: about me. It's an intimate exchange between me and my higher power. Absolutely at no point did prayers resuscitate this man. Mm-hmm. Prayers did not bring him back to life. Right. Now we have, do you know about the other NFL player? And I'm so sorry. I'm not, I, I'm so sorry. I do not know his name. But did you see the story? He's in ICU from trying to save his children from drowning.
0: Oh, no. Yes,
1: and he's not getting any press. Hardly, he's getting so little press, I don't know his fucking name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm getting upset, but... Yeah,
0: I don't know, I, and I like, I want to feel bad that like, there's lots of things that happen that don't get any coverage, but like... Maybe a little understanding of the fact that, like, millions of people saw this live.
2: hmm
0: So, like...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, there were a lot of people that... Like, it, just the way he fell was a little traumatizing. It was
1: so... Not was a little. It was freaky. It was trauma... That man... I turned to you, Ben, and I said, right. in the Disney Resort, so, the like, man is dead.
0: Think of all the people that witnessed that. So His of course, mother. So, of course, he's going to get some national attention because lots of people saw it. And I, I refuse. First of all, kudos to the fans. Like those fans were amazing.
1: And I love you, Bangles. I love you, fans. They because you were so beautiful and supportive. Right. Like if if two football teams, this is what blows my mind. You've got two rivals. Mm -hmm. They come together to yes pray to hope. To will this man alive. Mm-hmm. But we can't get people to stop hating each other that have cameras. different political views. Mm-hmm. We can't get people to stop hating each other. One's Catholic. One's Protestant. One's agnostic. One's atheist. Mm-hmm. But the entire world mm-hmm. rallied around this fallen football player. Yeah. So what may- is missing?
0: So maybe there's hope for us. Maybe.
1: Maybe. I don't know But it just Like th-
0: But also You were telling me About your therapist That was like Kind of trash talking His his organization His oh, nonprofit my, Like no, all the donations No my
1: chiropractor
0: Right Oh yeah Your chiropractor
1: I'm sitting there Getting an adjustment Yeah And he's telling me About this podcast That he listened to And it's The podcast is with A, a I think former think you're
0: covering Your mic The way you lean A former
1: general manager Yeah and this general manager on this podcast is bitching about the fact that they don't know what to do. This tiny, little, this tiny little charity was supposed to just get thousands of dollars, and now they've made millions since he fell on the field, mm-hmm. and it's causing all these logistical issues. We don't know what we're going to do with all this money. You know what you're going to do with all the money, asshole? You're going to use the money to help people. Right. This is what pisses me off. It's
0: not complicated.
1: This podcast focused solely on the fact that this is inconvenient.
0: Yeah, suddenly this company didn't have the logistics to handle the money.
1: The guy drops yes, dead.
0: could be stressful, but guess what solves it? The money. Money.
1: Money solves everything. You know You know what solves a charity problem? Money. You know what solves too much money? Money. You know what solves a lack of money? Money. I don't want to hear shit yeah.
0: about... But also... Like, what a douche move. Like, to sit there and trash talk this company for getting money. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like seriously? Like, that, like, that's what you want to focus on right now.
1: But listen, he's doing the adjustment. He's cracking my neck, and he's going in hard about this. And I'm, like, ready to punch him in the ball.
2: <laughs> he's like,
1: this is so insane.
2: Right. Like,
1: what are they going to do with all this money? They don't have the staff. You know what they're going to do with all this money? They're going to change kids' lives. Right. Do you know what... Damar wanted do you know what he wanted he wanted please tell me I am pronouncing his name it is Damar right Mm -hmm. yeah please tell me you know he wanted to change children's lives with this he came from nothing Mm -hmm. where were your thoughts and prayers when he was growing up in poverty right where was God then the kid grew up with nothing so he finally
0: also plays in
1: the NFL
0: I've like, I've got my issues with the NFL in general, even though like I watch, I watch it. So, I mean, I guess in some sense I am part of the problem, but, um, I learned that the first, like first little bit, like a couple of years or whatever, until you get to a certain point that you, you actually don't have health benefits, mm. which seems insane to me. And he was before that point where he was getting health benefits, but the NFL stepped up and made sure he had health benefits for it.
1: So you're telling me that like so any company... kind of like company, you guys suck. But you're telling also, me like any company in the world, you serve your 90 days and you get health benefits. You're telling me this man did not have health benefits with the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're telling me he had no insurance?
0: I mean, he could be buying it on his own. I, I don't know. Oh, my I just, God. I mean, I know a little blurb of what... But, like, they stepped up and, and took care of it. But, like, I would also say, like, maybe to step up and take but, care of it from the you beginning. Know, what but I, that's also, like, a weird... Because, you know, you got the players' union.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Like,
0: maybe you guys should negotiate for better benefits. I do But what
1: I, I want to point out, and, and has become a missed thought in this entire story...
0: Uh-huh.
1: He had literally... And, like, I took... Like, I've taken CPR mm-hmm. my entire life. No matter what job I've had, I've had to take CPR... And the last time I took c- CPR, it was a full day. A full day. This was an assistant training coach mm-hmm. that saved this man's life. Mm-hmm. You're talking, so first thing, how crazy is it that, that he's, def- he's killed because in the moment, let's just be honest, it's a millisecond. His heart is in resting position when he takes the hit from the other player. Mm -hmm. So his heart stops. He has no idea. He stands up. His heart is stopped. He collapses. There were seconds, and I've read 50 friggin' articles, there were seconds for someone to respond. Mm -hmm. It was an assistant training coach making the least amount of money of everyone Mm -hmm. standing on the field he immediately begins chest compressions it was a rookie who flipped the helmet off in order to free his face so that there could be breaths put into his lungs mm-hmm. the paramedics rally they're prepared because the nfl kudos to you guys you always got people on the sideline i wish in combat we had that many people stand on the sideline waiting for shit to go down mm-hmm. but whatever mm-hmm. they all rally this is an assistant trainer. He's not even the real deal yet. Mm-hmm. This is who saved his life. Mm-hmm. What is the narrative in the media? Prayer. Right. What is the narrative in the with the family? Prayer. Who is the one who saved the football player? God. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that keeps me up at night. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's it, no, it's fiction. Mm-hmm. It's something we tell ourselves to feel better. It was man, humans, and now we're going to get into this. The exoskeleton oh, an bullshit. Answer for it. Now yep. we're going to. Mm-hmm. These guys were used by God. All right, just show up. Yep. Just show up then. Manifest yourself on the field like some sci-fi character. Stand there with your little freaking see-through body if you're the Lord and you're the Almighty and start doing compressions. right? No, it was man. Mm-hmm. And what just what frustrates me about this whole narrative, and it kind of ties back to this conversation we had with April. What motivates us to be good, to mm-hmm. be human, to fall down to our knees and begin CPR on someone who's dying? What motivates us to give the homeless food? What motivates us? To stop when someone's broken down the side of the road. It is not a deity.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: It's it's human intuition. It's the kindness that dwells within all of us. It doesn't matter if you're raised Christian, Buddhist, Catholic, atheist, Satanist. There, there there's a there's a good inside of us yep. that commands us to rise to the occasion and do what is asked of us. And it's very rare that people go, I'm too busy. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for this. So just what pisses me off about this entire story is like this whole narrative about God is getting all this glory. That's not fair. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because it robs the story from the people that saved this man's life. Mm -hmm. The scientists in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Like, so look, I get that the family is religious. I get that the mom was praying. I don't... Re- I'm, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I don't disrespect any of that. But can we just credit... Can we just please for one minute credit the people who showed up and did the work? Much yeah. like what we were talking with well, April.
0: Right, and that's actually kind of the point. We too. show up. They So not only did they show up in the moment, <clears throat> but just like combat... like. People don't always realize, like, sports, combat, like, if you want a certain action to happen naturally, you have to train so many hours upon hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. for that to be a natural response. <clears throat> yes. So, for this assistant trainer to jump in so quickly.
1: Well said.
0: How many hours did he have did to he put train? into training to have that kind of response? So, ooh, you want to say, like, oh, God guided him in that moment. No. No. No.
1: He practiced. His
0: training and his practice guided him in that moment. His work ethic guided him in that moment. So, like, yeah, I feel like I was going somewhere else with that.
1: No. Help me I, out here. No, I'm so with you because I, I'm not trying to discredit the spiritual part of this, but right. I'm just trying to say please recognize the human beings that put their hands on this man and saved his life. Please recognize the doctors who went to school for so many years,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: who dealt with the hazing and the stress and the sleep deprivation and the living on ramen Mm -hmm. so that they could get through medical school. Can we just acknowledge these poor fuckers instead of just, Saying this is some invisible ghost that descended right. on the field and did some magical shit that mm-hmm. raised him back to life. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's it? And That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and if that's cruel, if that's satanic, you know what? Fuck it. It right. is. I don't know what else to say. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done with this bullshit narrative. That this was all done by some divine behind... You know what pisses me off about the Wizard of Oz? Oz is behind the curtain the whole time. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. He's doing all the magic behind the curtain. When they finally get to the Golden City, these bitches hike the whole way on the Golden Road. The Lion, Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow. And what do they find out? It's all a ruse. Mm -hmm. Because there's an invisible force. And you know what? It's a miniature person behind the curtain pulling the strings, playing the organ. Mhm. And it's a bullshit fiction story, <laughs> right? And this is this is exactly how I feel. Yeah. Like I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. What well, is interesting like so we've been out of the game <laughs> for a while, right? <laughs> So it's like it's mm-hmm. interesting to hear a narrative that you and I were so invested in mm. and believed so desperately mm-hmm. in, right? But to hear these same words and concepts, re- like repeated or regurgitated to us now, and oh. we're like, we're like, that,
3: that. <laughs> something's off.
0: That doesn't quite make sense. That
1: doesn't sound right.
0: Right. So, like, I, and so maybe we should bring up... One plus up, one. So, April was talk. We were talking about... You asked her at one point in our conversation how she felt about being a woman pastor or a woman in the seminary, right? And then, like, ha- any persecution... And her answer to that was that it was a non-essential argument, and she brilliantly quoted like some person and had a whole quote. So I'm sorry, April, I'm I'm doing you a huge disservice here. But my my response to that was like, so like the the so the so she was saying that the the argument over women and all that stuff was a non-essential argument according to this whoever Christian historian, right? My point to that is, like, maybe 10 years ago, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, maybe that's a pretty good point. But, like, mm-hmm. now I'm like, that just sounds like a dude justifying that we shouldn't be arguing over the fact that maybe the dude shouldn't be the only person in charge. I was just... You calming, know what I mean?
1: I was just calming down. Oh, am I... I- I, uh, folks, I w- I'm really sorry. Listen, <laughs> I was just calming down and uh-huh. ready to close this out yeah. on what I was grateful for. Right. My blood pressure was just uh-huh. lowering one two digits. Yeah. And you bring up women in ministry and so- the bullshit narrative that is surrender around. This nonessential argument.
0: Well, we've had people like try to get us back into church, right? And then they're they're always like, Oh, you should come to our church. It's so all
1: inclusive.
0: Non. It's all
1: welcoming.
0: And what do I always say? What's my question every single time? Are females allowed to be pastors? Mm-hmm. And the answer is is nine times out of ten. No. 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 So I'm like, no, you're not. No.
1: They're allowed to do small groups. They're allowed Mm -hmm. to teach Sunday school. They're allowed to get pregnant. They're allowed to make cupcakes. They're allowed to make arts and crafts. Are they allowed to preach? No. Right. So you know what I say to that? I want nothing to do with your boys club. Right. With your bullshit fraternity. Yep. Okay? So when people try to woo me back, oh, Clydette, they had a trans flag flying outside their church. Okay, awesome. They they love trans people. Do they allow women pastors? No, they do not. Mm -hmm. You know what? Fuck you. I want nothing to do with your misogynistic, bullshit, archaic, sexist cult. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it is. And if you can't see that, you're part of the fucking problem. Now, I'm trying to calm down. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying.
0: You're getting a lot of things off your no. chest here.
1: <laughs> I, I can't. Listen, number three. <laughs> Listen. Number three, we love you. <laughs> we are so happy that you are not dead.
0: Go, Bill. Oh, you mean like number three DeMar? Number
1: three. I thought you were trying to make no. a third point there. No, number three. Was, I was
3: like, what was one no. and two? Listen to me. <laughs> I am so happy you're
1: alive. I hope to God you play in the NFL again.
0: Oh, isn't that going to be weird though? It would be awesome. Really?
1: Listen. Do you, you would know? watch
0: that? You would watch that game. Listen. But like really? You know
1: how he's going to play in the NFL again? He died. And mm-hmm. will be allowed to play in the NFL again. Do you know why? Do you know why?
0: Why? Tell he me. He never took a knee. Oh, stop.
1: <laughs> he never took a how, knee.
0: How long have you been waiting on that one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been sitting on that one since DeMar fell. Like, no. All kidding aside, <laughs> what I want to say is... <laughs> Well listen listen, what i wanna say is yeah. I we will no one is listening to this podcast after today. I need you to know yeah. we had ten followers It's been
0: a good run, everybody. Sorry, April. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had ten listeners and we now have one and yeah. that one is Loki. Yep. That's it. No, I I didn't.
0: I said an image of him like get pulling one of our phones out, and logging in, pulling out the podcast.
1: I believe. Listen to me.
0: Yeah, I'm listening.
1: I believe with my whole heart that a lot of what's been, <laughs> a lot of what's been said today, no matter in anger, in whatever it is. I I have to believe that there are people out there that understand, like, mm-hmm. the frustration that is being communicated through the things we tell each other, through this podcast. Yep. But, I, but in all seriousness, because, like, we're both wiping tears from our eyes because we can't stop laughing. In all seriousness, I'm... Every time I see a post or anything, I start crying about this guy like
0: you've been I, really emotional oh about I've been it. so
1: emotional I've been like his mom i've been I was ready to go to the hospital. all right, can you make more noise with your alcohol? I was ready to go to the hospital. I was ready to get on a plane if it wasn't for the fact that every single plane is not getting where it needs to be right now mm-hmm. because of some other issue we got. Which will probably be President Biden's fault. I don't know, but airlines aren't arriving where they need to. I was ready to get on a plane and go stand outside the hospital with a candle, mind you, that looks exactly like the ones I used to light during the mm-hmm. Christmas Eve service when but I was also, a pastor. also,
0: like all joking aside,
1: I'm so happy for this guy. Kind of cool
0: that like all these fans like oh kind of rallied. God. Like, they just felt the need to do something.
1: Do something.
0: So, like, go stand outside of the hospital. Like, that's kind of beautiful. It's a little beautiful. But, Ben. What? <laughs> the
1: people that stood out of the hospital, uh-huh. the people that arrived and stood outside of the hospital, were doing more than the people who were praying. Right. That's all I want to say. hmm Here's what's crazy. The people that went to the hospital, Ben, they weren't even Bills fans.
0: Mm-hmm. They, right. were they
1: were Bengals. They were Yeah, but there are a
0: lot of stories of, like, Bengal or um, Bills fans, like, driving and, like, flying in to, like, be outside the hospital, too. So, mm-hmm. like, there were a lot of people that put a lot of support behind him.
1: And then the coach. Mm-hmm. The coach stayed. Stayed there. I can't even. Like.
0: Man, the poor so we watch the, the Bills Patriots game. We've been talking for a long time, but
1: I know. So
0: we watched oh the Bills Patriots game this weekend. <laughs> and like you said it like right at the beginning, like those poor Patriots.
1: How were they gonna even be rooted? Like they were for?
0: Loser, losers no matter what. The they could have won that game and like they would have been Losers. Yep.
1: The entire world. There were third world countries <clears throat> that don't have television. They were rooting against them. They have never seen a a football game.
0: Maybe not. I mean, the Patriots get... It's a whole other story. They get rooted against a lot anyway already. I hate the Patriots. Even like non-football people were coming in to just root for the Bills. Maybe not necessarily against the Patriots. People
1: that don't know But could you
0: imagine if that game would have turned and the Patriots won?
1: They'd be the enemies. Mm
0: -hmm. They'd be the Mm -hmm. villains. Like those poor players. No. Also, you talk about DeMar Hamlin coming back. Can you imagine that first player that's going to run up towards him and be like, oh, shit. Oh. That guy's going to tackle me. I'm never touching this The dude that almost died.
1: I'm never touching this guy.
0: I think I would just fall down.
1: No. Like, honestly,
0: like, if I'm, like, running and I've got the ball, first of all, it'd be kind of awesome. But then, like, I'm running and I see DeMar Hamlin, number three, coming at me. I'm like, no, no, I'm out. No. I'm just going to fall down right now. I don't. No. Wait. Also, kind of traumatizing for the dude that actually did. Get tackled Let's by him. not
1: even talk about that because he okay. got a whole bunch okay. of hate. But really? listen, no. yes, I'll I can fill you in about that because obviously you haven't read. But listen to me right now. He never plays again. You know that, right? He you just never said plays. that he would. No, he never plays again. There's no way. Between the liability and the and the very psychological concept, he is running towards you, mm-hmm. and you have to sack his ass. Right. And you watched him die three months earlier on the field. Mm-hmm. Are you taking him down? Are you are you hitting him? No. 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 Never. Mm-mm. He is never playing. There's no way. I mean, but it would be
0: kind of brilliant are from we wor- a tactical standpoint.
1: But are we worried about him? No. No. He will now be one of the most famous people ever ever, not just sports, Mm -hmm. ever, Mm -hmm. because he died in the middle of a game, Mm -hmm. he came back to, he actually did more than Jesus, do you understand (laughs) that, he came back to life, and he showed up, like,
0: Jesus didn't have paramedics,
1: but Jesus, all right, so Jesus comes back, but he, just once, he shows up, and then he disappears, he ascends, this guy has showed up, He's smiling. He's hugging his mom. Mm-hmm. This dude died, yep. was resurrected, mm-hmm. and is now ready to, like, find a job. Mm-hmm. Way more than Jesus did. Like, no offense, Jesus. I, mean, I love you. Apparently,
0: his nonprofit needs some help, though. So, I mean, he can be one of the people to help distribute this money.
1: In closing.
0: In closing. What are you grateful for?
1: No, I don't. I... <laughs> nope (laughs) nope
0: all right i'll start all right i'm grateful for the homeless guy that comes into my store multiple times throughout the week (laughs) trash talks sarasota somehow him being a, a lead singer or no he calls himself a lead vocalist for a band comes into play he carries binoculars still haven't figured that one out every time and it's different binoculars every time too
1: no way, it's a different pair yeah. every time? Yeah. Okay.
0: And and then gets a cigar, not like a cigar cigar, but like the black and milds. And he'll ride around the parking lot smoking a cigar, smoking a black and mild. After he's already complained about how bad Sarasota is for his lungs, and because he's a lead vocalist, it's a problem. I'm grateful for that, dude.
1: Can you elaborate why?
0: He just... He amuses me.
1: He makes you smile. Yeah. All right, I'm ready now. Are you ready? I'm ready.
0: I hope yours is better than mine.
1: No, I'm ready. No pressure. I am 100% grateful for whoever was the first human being that put hands on Damar when he fell to the ground dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoever that first human being was, allegedly it was the training assistant, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Whoever was the human being that put hands on him, I am grateful. I am also grateful that both of the last companies I have served as a therapist have made me take CPR. Mm -hmm. And right now, I am confident that if I'm in the same scenario where Damar Hamlin falls in front of me, I am friggin' ready. Mm-hmm. I am ready to pound life back into a human being. Right. So if you have not taken CPR. I'm gonna do it. You need to do your you probably haven't had it updated since the army, right? Correct. All right. I want you to do it, honey. Mm-hmm. I want you to do it because Whoever was the first human to take their hands and press them upon this man's chest Mm -hmm. is who saved his life. And I'm grateful for that person. And I believe it is the assistant trainer, and I don't know his name, and I'm remiss for not knowing his name. But Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the people that step out, and they take action, and they refrain from, From stupid ass
2: words.
1: (laughs) And they take action. Yep. Because everything that I ever learned about Jesus, if you will, kind of took action. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for the action takers. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the do
2: people, Mm -hmm.
1: for the show up people. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to be somebody that if you need me, I'm there. Right. I'm grateful to be in the flesh human presence. I'm just grateful and I will show up. Mhm. And you show up for me every day, I show up for you every day. Yep. And for that, I am so grateful.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know either. So on that note, how do you end after after an episode like this? I love you. I love you.
1: And I'm glad that we are living and breathing every day, and that we get to tell each other crazy things.
0: Yep. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time, or you'll you'll hear you'll hear us next time.
1: Or maybe you won't. Maybe after you won't. this episode, yeah. you probably won't.
0: Right. We'll see. Cheers. Cheers.